the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to the Hope for the Homeless podcast from the Washington City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, My name is Dean Gartland. I'm the president and CEO of City Mission in Washington. And uh, today we're going to be finishing up uh, at least a section of our mission statement, which we've been doing uh, on our previous podcasts. And our mission statement states that the City Mission exists to share Christ, to shelter, to heal, and to restore the homeless to independent living without discrimination. And so we're going to focus on that last piece there about the uh, restoring the homeless to independent living. And so I have with me in the studio today uh, Mr. Doug Bush, or otherwise also known as Pastor Doug Bush. Um, Doug happens to be one of our house coordinators at the mission, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about himself, and uh, and maybe uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, his story at first. I think we're going to focus on that. And so, Doug, welcome to the studio today. Thanks, Dean. So we're really glad to have you here today. And so maybe you can talk, tell our audience a little bit about the um, um, – as a, as a house coordinator at City Mission, what what is that role? What is that role, and what do you do? My uh, job is to be sure that the men who live in the dormitory that I oversee are doing what they're supposed to do, are uh, striving towards meeting their goals, and are uh, holding themselves accountable. Oh, excellent! Very good. Well, obviously, uh, it's not an easy job, I'm sure, because uh, people come to the mission with all kinds of baggage, issues, problems uh, that for some have been, you know, carrying that baggage for uh, 30, 40, some 50 years or so that they uh, walk through our doors with. And so it's never easy uh, to be able to kind of assess their situation and begin to plug them into the right uh, resources that they need both internally at the mission as well as externally in the community. So we're going to talk a little bit about this, you know, restore to independent living. And so maybe I know that you have experienced this uh, uh, personally yourself. So maybe uh, let's start there. Let's start with your own personal story. And maybe uh, off of that, then maybe we could talk about uh, some of the other um men that uh, that you're working with and some of those experiences that they've had. But uh, let's share share with our audience your story. Sure, Dean. I came to the City Mission in 1998 from directly across the street at the Washington County Correctional Facility. I had gotten three months clean off of drugs and alcohol while I was incarcerated and came to the mission really not knowing what to expect. But it didn't take long for the mission to become my home and my family. And I lived at the mission for three months and worked the program. And then after three months, I got a job outside the mission. As a recovering drug drug addict, I was very careful about money because money for many of us is a trigger, and I was saving every penny. 
And after nine months at the mission, they called me in the office one day and they asked me where I was moving to. And I told them, I'm not moving. And they said, yes, you are. And I told them, no, I'm not. And they said, yes, you are. And they said, I said to them, what do you mean? And they said, Doug, the place is full. I had a year clean. I had a couple of thousand dollars saved in the bank. They said, Doug, you're doing well. It's time for you to move on. Well, I didn't take it well. And my first thought was I was going to go use drugs because they were catching people using and giving them two weeks restrictions and starting them over again. And I walked out of the office on a mission and got about five steps down the hall. And God spoke to me very clearly and told me, don't do that. So my second thought was I was going to kill the program director. He's bigger than I am, but I'm younger than him. I think I can take him. So I went looking for him. It took me two days to track him down. And when I found him, I really wanted to choke him. But when I walked up to him, I was reminded that he had been a father to me, a mentor to me, a friend to me, and a guide to me. And all the anger melted away. So I just began praying about it talking about it at 12-step meetings. And uh, after a couple of more days of fervent prayer, um, God spoke to me again and told me, Doug, I got you. Just keep stepping. I got you covered. And two weeks later, I had keys to my own place, moved out of the mission. And uh, I would like to say I'd never look back. But the fact of the matter is, I never really left the mission. Even when I moved into my own place, I continued to volunteer. And a couple of months later, I was offered a job. So I've been on staff at the mission since January of the year 2000. Wow, that is quite a story. That's uh, And obviously quite a testimony of what God has done in your life and uh, how he brought you to this place. And and after a year of, you know, working the program, working the steps, you know, uh, doing the right things, um, you were able to be in a position to be able to make that step into the independence. And and one of the things I always say when we talk about independent living, does it always it's not limited to uh, independent housing. Independent living means being independent from the dependencies that we have developed over the years, whether it's drugs and alcohol or bad relationships or uh, whatever those dependencies that we find ourselves uh, in. Uh, our goal is really to help restore to independent living. And so it's a br- fairly broad uh, uh, independence we, when we talk about that at the city mission. Um but it all starts with with some independence when it comes to housing. And so uh, you were able to accomplish that. And so because you were able to do that, you're now able to help others be able to achieve that same goal. Uh, and I'm sure you've had a, a, quite a number of stories to tell. But maybe you could tell us some stories of, of some of the folks that you've worked with uh, that have gone through the program who experienced that beginning part that, you know, hearing about Christ uh, – uh, uh, being in our shelter, going through the healing process, and then getting to that place of restoration and restoring to independent living. And maybe uh, share some of the stories with our audience. Sure. The one that's freshest in my mind is Dan 
who's been with us for about two years. He had been with us 10 years ago, and he was uh, drinking, and we had to ask him to leave. He moved to the mission in Fairmont and thrived there and actually ended up on staff there. And then he had some medical issues, lost his position at Fairmont, came back to us two years ago. And recently, we found a local Christian housing place where they were looking for tenants. And we thought Dan was doing everything right and would be a perfect candidate. When he applied, there were some things in his past that prevented him from getting immediate acceptance. And we began to talk to him even more about Jesus and prayer and faith. And yesterday they called him back and said, Dan, you're approved. We want you to move in as soon as possible. Wow. So we're going to keep talking to Dan about faith because now the next thing is furniture. And we're telling him, Dan, if God can give you an apartment, he can furnish it too. And the nice thing about the place he's moving to is it's not far away. Mm. And we're hoping that he'll continue to come every day so he can still remain a part of the mission family Mm, while he sleeps on his own. So we're really excited for Dan. The other one that I like to brag about is James, who came to us eight months ago. And James is filled with street and game, but he's a real lovable guy. And he's uh, had a rich history of drug addiction and programs. But this time he seemed to be sincerely ready for change. And after six months, we got him a really, really uh, good job. He's been there long enough that he's gotten benefits and it's full time. He's bought his own car. He'll be moving out in the weeks ahead. But one of the really wonderful things, two things about James is uh, he got baptized on Sunday. Wow. And three months ago, he called his brother in North Carolina, told his brother what a wonderful program we have. His brother got on a bus and came to Washington. So we have him and his brother in our program. (laughs) Man, that is a great story. That's uh well, and that uh, kind of how the city mission in Washington, PA, uh, kind of operates, really. I mean, it's word of mouth. Uh, it's by, you know, people who experience the uh, real change at the city mission and are able to share that with others. And, you know, when others hear that, uh, they do get, you know, they're thinking that, you know, maybe what they've tried in the past hasn't worked and they've tried so many different programs and uh, things kind of fall through. But because the mission has this very strong spiritual foundation in, uh, in Christ um, and in the message of the of Christ and the message of the gospel, uh, that this is something different that a lot of people haven't really, you know, given much chance to. Uh, they uh, and I know you know people in twelve step meetings. Sometimes they you know they hear people share some of that um, faith element um, in in their meetings. And sometimes people just say, well, you know, that doesn't, I'm glad it worked for you, but it doesn't work for me. But that's, and we don't know what happens in the hearts of people because we can't see it. Uh, but God does, and God can see what happens in the hearts of people. And so um, that whole component of that is so powerful, so critical uh, that you know, at the city mission, we do make sure that everybody has the opportunity to make an intelligent decision 
about their relationship with God through Jesus so that they're, you know, that when they leave leave uh, the mission, even if they have not made a commitment to Christ, maybe they haven't received Christ as their Savior, but they at least the seed is planted in them. Amen. And they're able to, as they move out, and I've heard this story couple, many times too, uh, that the foundation gets laid at the mission and people get out into, into the world and they get back out there again and they might find themselves starting to mess up and then they remember what they heard at the mission, whether it was in a chapel service and a one-on-one meeting uh, with you, Doug, or with somebody else, um, they uh, all of a sudden they begin to realize, I need to pick up that phone and make a call and get help before it goes any further. And the uh, uh, and that's really that community of recovery, that community of support um, that, that people experience, which is kind of different. Uh, Washington, PA has a little bit of a... A different uh, uh, flavor to it, I guess, is a way to say it, because it's a very strong recovery community, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Lots of uh, 12-step meetings and uh, lots of recovery houses, three-quarter houses and halfway houses. I know, and we do have a uh, um, 12-step meeting that uh, that meets at the Mission on Thursday nights, and I think one on Tuesday nights as well. It's, uh, when, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, th- all three nights, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And they're very heavily attended, aren't they, Doug? Uh, oftentimes, more than 100 people. Okay, yeah, so that's uh, that's a lot of people uh, who are, uh, there's a window of opportunity there where they're, they're struggling, they want support, they need help. Uh, and I know we have everybody on all, at different levels of the journey, but uh, the goal of the city mission is always to restore to independent living and that is really what we try to do. And uh, and Doug, I want to just say thank you for being in the studio today. Uh, it's great to hear your story and some of the stories of some of the other men uh, that uh, that come through that you get a chance to talk to. Any final thoughts that you would like to share about uh, res- this whole restoration process at the city mission? I was just thinking when we talk about 12-step meetings that some of the meetings I attend off campus, I can look around the room I was at a meeting on Monday night. There were 80 people there, and 60 of them either live at the mission or used to live at the mission. So it's a beautiful thing to know that people are getting connected, staying connected, recovering, and finding independence. Boy, that's awesome. Well, okay, I think that brings us down to the end of our uh, podcast here today. Uh, Again, I'm Dean Gartland. I want to thank everyone for joining us for today's discussion. Uh, I want everybody in our audience, feel free to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under at City Mission 1941. And so if you can connect with us, we'd really appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you uh, as you hear these podcasts and if there's something uh, that uh, you need to know or a question you have or or maybe you're just in somebody who is in need and uh, you're hearing a podcast and you're thinking, boy, that sounds like a place I need to be. Uh, connect with us. We would love to help you. And uh, until next time, uh, God bless you and thank you for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.